0: Welcome back. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Anything uh, anything new going on in your world or
1: a tasty what Oh you yeah, yeah. That's some good stuff there. That's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Oof. Um New in my world. Let's see here. Um I don't know. There's been a lot of stuff going on. That's why we've been gone for a little bit. Been, been dealing with stuff. So, yeah, yeah. totally fair
0: and understandable. And I'm sure everybody uh, watching understands.
1: Well, if they don't, fuck them. <laughs> you know, I mean, you get the middle
0: finger beach. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I watched Terrifier two.
0: Yeah. And that I did. I did watch it, and it was good. It's been out for a while, so yeah. I, I you know, I had the time to watch it. <laughs>
1: I think everybody's had the time to watch it.
0: When you put it like that, I'm so sorry. No, I'm just
1: mean it's been out for no, a little bit, so you. everybody's had time. Um, I thought it was really good. Really good kills. Was there a kill in there that was better than the Hacksaw scene in the original? No. not no. Not in my opinion. No. Um Nothing can really rival that. Well, I think part of that is the fact that it was so original, so unique. Like, you really hadn't seen something like that. Yeah. And so it's hard to, like, top that.
0: Yeah, especially when you go big or go home the first time. And yeah, right like, out what's the bigger gate. bigger
1: after that? Right out it's, the gate, you know, you got a little T-Rex on your screen, and, and you can't, can't
0: really beat that. No, not really. The Megalodon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, well, shit. Yeah,
1: saw saw a uh, a Christmas movie. At the beginning of December, it was a killer Christmas tree.
0: I saw that. I saw. It is. Did you you watched it? Yup, just for the shits and giggles of it.
1: Yeah, that that's what we did. So, because I was over visiting some good friends of mine, um, Troy and Ashley, Mm -hmm. and Kelly, Um, and so, uh, for Thanksgiving weekend. Well, it's always been a tradition here at home that we watch Thanksgiving on on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, I introduced them all to Thanksgiving. They loved it. Um, Classic. Right, right. You can't bait it. No. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. (laughs) Without a condom. That's extra, extra, extra small. Gravy flavor. Gravy flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, so then Troy found that, that Christmas tree. I don't remember the name of it, but. Yeah. And we watched it, and oh my god, it was horrible.
0: It's so bad, it's good. I wouldn't even go that far. It's I don't know. There's some
1: funny things that I just it's made funny. Chuckle. It's funny, and I chuckled, but I definitely wouldn't say it's so bad. It's good. I mean, it's not like things killing bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not that good. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: that's fair. That's I probably fair. will
1: never watch it again.
0: God damn. Okay. Um. There was a. Oh fuck. Did you happen to see? Um, fuck, I, I I forgot the name. You're gonna ha- I'll, I'll come man? back to it. Have you seen the Muffin Man?
1: The Muffin Man.
0: The Muffin Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking. <laughs>
1: oh yes, I have seen the Muffin Man. Okay. <laughs> well,
0: uh, that new Megan movie.
1: I have not seen it. I'm. I'll watch it, but I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not either. Megan, (laughs) it's a fucking knockoff of Chucky. It's a bitch name. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I'm just each to their (laughs) own. Personal opinion, (laughs) but I mean, it's it's to me, it looks like a knockoff of Chucky.
0: Yeah, it, it almost newer Chucky, especially yeah with the animatronics. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I can agree with that. I, I'll still watch it, but I'm not thrilled about it. I'm, like, I'm not like excited to go see it.
0: It looked good. We, uh, Nick and I, uh, we took your advice and we watched Smile. And? And? Uh, I was Come on. A very good movie, except the end. Right, right, right. The
1: end sucked. And didn't I tell you that? Yeah, you did tell me that. I did tell that. you that you... the end sucked. I didn't give it away, but it I told was... you it was not the greatest ending. It was very, like anti
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know.
1: They, such a good build-up, And then,
0: bleh. I, I think they could have done a lot better. For... I don't think
1: they should have shown the demon.
0: I don't think so either. I think if they I think wanted they to. they
1: should have left it without seeing the demon. Yeah. Because it, it looked, scarier. it looked cheap too. Yeah. Well, it's scarier to not see
0: something. Even if it, like, well, I, I wouldn't have cared if it was like a
1: flash of like seeing it. You know what I mean? Cause seeing it reminded me of Grim Cuddy. Mmm. I mean, you saw Grim Cuddy. Yep. It, seeing great it. Great premise, but they showed too much of the monster.
0: Yep, and that, that's just a lot of movies nowadays. They showed they show too I, I, much.
1: That's the problem. That's the problem I have. I they don't show
0: too much. I don't think it did too bad for like trailer wise showing too much. Right. I think the trailer. It, the trailer it'll was hook great. Yeah. yeah,
1: it'll hook you to watch it, but. I just, yeah. I don't know. Smile was still a great movie. Had some good jumps, great jump scares.
0: I would give it, I, if I'm being completely honest, <clears throat> I, I would give it a seven and a half out of, you know, ten fucks that I give. <laughs> seven and a half fucks. Uh, that's how out many I give. Fucks. Out of ten
1: fucks. Alright. I think well that's, a, that's a good scale to start. <laughs> I I'd probably go six myself. Six fucks. Six All right. Fucks. Uh, nope. yeah, Where's that tree? We get zero fucks. It no fucks in the fuck store. <laughs>
0: None. My fuck jar <laughs> is empty. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. I have. Um, do you have stuff for me? Before our, our our main stories, or do we? I.
1: Do okay. I have. Let's just right off camera here. Da, 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 da. We have Cryptid Crate to open.
0: Yay! Alright, now we're talking.
1: I've been holding me. the bag the right way.
0: Fuck, we haven't opened one of these in a while.
1: <laughs> I I know. So um it came just a day or so ago. It came just the day or so Okay. And so I've been holding on to it. Not opening it till now. All right. Well, let's give it a gander. So, we have ourselves looks like a T-shirt, a Turtle Town, USA, home to the Beast of Busco. (laughs) That's a weird. It's in Indiana. It's It's in Indiana. Yeah. Oh, Okay. uh, We have a old turtles on it. A a cool little postcard. Mothman Sightings. That's a really cool postcard.
0: Oh, hey.
1: It's like a map. Oh, here's here's a blast from the past.
0: A blast from the past? Oh, shit. The Hodag. The Hodag. Who dat?
1: Hodag. <laughs> <laughs> Another postcard. I like it. Um, oh. This is a... Sasquatch book and research guide place. They sell research guides and books and you can also contact them to report a sighting.
0: Oh, that's cool. All right. So, what's the what's the number? We'll put it out. We'll put it on the screen right now. I'll say it and then in editing, you just put it on the screen. If you have seen fucking Bigfoot, report your sightings. The number is 334-689-5351. Sorry motherfuckers. You ain't hiding out, bitch. Bigfoot hunters! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um we got a magnet that says greetings from southern Ohio. It shows Sasquatch and another little cryptid on there.
0: Oh, okay. So he says a little magnet? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Little tentacle Got
1: ourselves a little little sticker that says gone squatching. I see a theme going on this this month. There's always a theme. Gone Squatch. A bumper sticker. No shit. It says, I break for Squatch. (laughs) That's awesome. That is fucking cool. That is awesome. Uh, Also have a... Wow. Um, Map in black. A mysterious map of North America. Ancient American sites, extreme locations, haunted places, scared or sacred geography, strange creatures, UFOs, and unexplained mysteries. It's a map Is showing it like you where up? all that stuff's at.
0: No, oh, that's cool. Like, like an actual legit like pick up at the fucking uh, rest area kind of map.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's sick. With all the weird happenings and strange going-ons marked. Did so it's like all the different places to go check out.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Um ooh, ooh, oh. you got got there? it's a it's a one of those like to go bag kind of things. You throw like your okay. um, toiletries in it. It says van meter visitor. Not sure what that's from, but uh, an alien maybe? It's got a pterodactyl on it. A pterodactyl. Oh man, got ourselves a license plate cover. I see a theme going on. Well, this is pretty sweet. Let's see. It says, I break for cryptids. Dude, that's sick. That, you gotta put you that on the car. You know that's going on the car. Yep, that's that, gotta go. That's going. going on the Explorer. Yep, that's gotta go. And then, oh dude, dude, All right, what, what, this what, what, is badass
0: shirt. What you got? Show the camera. Terror at 100 miles per hour. Is it the Mothman? Yes. That's fucking That cool. is a badass
1: shirt. That is fucking sick. All right. Got some really good stuff. Yeah,
0: I got some um, cool shit this...
1: This is the little card that just talks about... Tells you what everything is, so... Yeah. Van meter, visitor, travel bag. Cryptid road trip t-shirt. Map in black. License plate cover. Hodag postcard. Turtle Town keychain. Mothman map card. Southern Ohio cryptids magnet. And a bonus. Plus bonus items from Sasquatch the Legend. I like that. Cryptid, you know, cryptid crate, you, you kick ass. They even have a junior cryptid crate for... Littles. A junior cryptic crate? Yes. So it's more themed to, you know, to younger kids. Oh, okay. Didn't you say they did that
0: uh, coloring contest, right?
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, there there was a coloring contest.
0: Huh. So. That's pretty badass. Well, thank you, cryptic crate. You fucking rock. What what you got there? What do you think I fucking got here? Hey, I won the last time, and then you, like, threw a fastball at me, you motherfucker.
1: That's all I got to say. You cheated. Uh, Okay, these are all ones that we already did. Okay. I just want to make sure that I'm not giving you
0: ones that we've done already. All right. Bring it on, big boy.
1: Screaming face, I understand. Okay. In Get Out, Missy Armitage uses what item as a fixation device to induce hypnosis A a watch on chain B metronome C teacup a teaspoon or D a musical triangle metronome final answer final answer
0: wrong fuck teacup a teaspoon what the fuck Uh,
1: did you not pay attention to that movie no I guess I did not fuck me god damn no thanks I don't go that way (laughs) Plus, kind of incest, you know, we don't live in those parts of the country. I mean, we fucking do. I mean, I know a girl that... uh, Cousin lover. In the 1974 film, Black Christmas, how did the stalker communicate with the victims? A. Phone calls. B. Letters. C. Messengers. D. Strange items found in the home. Messengers. You want to think about that for a second. Phone calls. <laughs> We're going <laughs> phone calls. Final 1974. answer. 1974. What do they have? Uh, letters. It's phone calls. Phone calls. <laughs> I, fuck. You did. I'll give you that one because you <laughs> did switch to that one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, messenger service. is not the 1800s. No. No, sir. There's a killer in your attic. <laughs> <laughs> Thy knife is so sharp.
0: <laughs> Stick it up oh, the God. ass.
1: <laughs> All right. What was the name of the Steven Spielberg horror film about a driverless truck? A. Hijacked.
0: B. Hijacked. Fun answer. drive through. Hijacked. C, final, final answer. Rampage. Final answer. D. Duel. Nope. Yep. Final answer. Hijacked. No. Duel. It's duel. <laughs> Fuck.
1: God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. I right. give you a chance. I know you and like eight. Hey, you shut got up. like two for three, or one out of three. I got right. one. You got one, one out of three.
0: three. Fine. Not bad. Not Fine. Bad. Not bad. Maybe next time. Son oh of a yeah. Bitch. <laughs> Shit, okay. I got I got I got some shit for you. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, what do, you, what do you got? Okay, you ready for this shit? It's time. It's time for the funny shit, okay? The funny you're gonna laugh your ass off. And and it's the horror themed. It's uh, to do with the uh, some of these haunted houses that are around the US and some people didn't quite enjoy their experience, their time, their waiting, their... <laughs> Just a little bit of everything in this. Um, so I got a review. And it's, uh... It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about the Penthurst Haunted Asylum. Okay, and this review goes as follows. as It's one star. Have you ever envisioned yourself going to a concentration camp? Birknew tickle your fancy? Then maybe per- Penhurst Haunted Asylum is your place to be. Come into the woods of middle of Fuck nowhere, Pennsylvania, and enjoy a grand old time. Enjoy waiting hours for a bus and be separated between the VIPs and the regular plebeians. Regardless, you will wait in line to be herded like cattle done waiting in line for tickets we will now have you suffer the indignity of being wanted by your friendly minimum wage staff to ensure you have nothing with you including flashlights and glow sticks stupidity yes done waiting in line to be wanted the zombie staff enjoy waiting hours for one of the haunted houses so you could be scared for five minutes yes people will jump out at you scream at you Loud bangs, disorientating music, and fog machines will add to this effect. Maybe I don't scare easily, but seriously, a haunted house should be scary. Some dude holding a paintbrush and talking, not exactly scary. Uh, being grouped by some dude in a cage, not cool. Honestly, I swear the people working here are perverts and pedophiles. What's the difference? I know. The employees like to get off on touching girls as part of the job. And chasing little children. Scare factor? Not so much. Save your $40. The hours of waiting in the line to get into Penhurst. Take a bus, buy tickets, get into a haunted house and leave Penhurst and do something more productive like drink. (laughs) Either that or sneak booze in so you can at least be a little more tipsy to set the mood for the scare fest. Otherwise, be prepared to enter the cattle lines wishing to be
1: put out of your misery. Oh my god Isn't that Oh my god Fucked that, up That is The fucking funniest Fucking review It's a good one It's a It's, it's hilarious a, it's... Like <laughs> yeah. Did you not read Other reviews Before you decided To go You ever envi- envisioned Going to a, <laughs> a concentration, concentration Camp, camp. <laughs> Jesus Christ That's Fucked up Guy out there With a paintbrush Scaring people I'm gonna Paint you
0: you like this paint? You like my painting? It's a flower.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> and now, now, I don't... Every haunted house has their up and downs. True. So I'm not dogging on the haunted house by any means. I mean, but if you can't go to a haunted house and appreciate it for what it is... You're the asshole. Yeah... But his references are quite hilarious as far as, like, envisioning yourself going to a concentration camp. Maybe, maybe it was just
0: a bad, or busy, or just, you know, maybe it, it was just a bad night. Maybe it was just and, not the and, night to go.
1: And it happens. It happens to the best of it us. It does. It, it, it really, really does. does. And, but, you know, from being, going to a bunch of different haunted houses and stuff and be part of this world. Yeah. There's so many leveling degrees when when it comes to Haunted Houses as far as, like, the commitment of the actors, the props and all that. There's so many varying levels. But all these people put their heart into it, you know? They yeah. put their everything into it. And to have somebody just... It, it happens. I remember, it happens to the best of us.
0: No, I... I...
1: I get it, but I mean the the the, the groping thing though. Yeah. That's accidents not... accidents happen and if you can't get past that, I'm sorry. Now if somebody is blatantly doing that and you could tell that they are groping like intentionally like, on purpose, yeah. Then yeah, that's that's shitty and that should not be happening. Yeah, that's the a... But accidents happen. And especially tight corners and tight Rooms. I mean, you're gonna bump into people. It's gonna happen. You're
0: gonna accidentally touch the actors sometimes. The and actors sh- gonna on touch small. you. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it just all depends on the space. And if it's a new actor that it hasn't been in that room before or that space before, and it's still learning the the area. Yeah. It'll happen more. Yeah. It's just because the- once they learn their space, and you know then they know like how far they can go before they're actually going to touch somebody yeah
0: no, right. you know what happens
1: a concentration camp jesus christ well I, I got another one for
0: you too this one is uh th- th- this one's funny i didn't uh it didn't have the actual name of the haunted house but it was just on a list of of this one um so we got tickets through thrillist so they were discounted 25 dollars, i think this isn't your typical haunted house. There aren't fake chainsaws and people jumping out at you, it is more about the senses. You are in the dark, alone, being yelled at, given commands, asked to scream, pushed around, watching weird shit, etc. I won't get into details because that will ruin it for you, with I respect. I didn't think it was that scary. I would recommend it to people who are easily scared, it is more of a creepy experience sitting in the dark being told don't move and having people whisper or scream at you breathing on your neck i can't see in the dark very well so some of the parts i needed to be semi led through my heart rate was elevated and adrenaline pumped through my body like whoa waiting to go was the worst part because my mind was racing i legit thought i was going to get like raped and cut open because of the waiver I was more afraid of not following the directions because they say this is for your safety. It was fun and interesting. Cons. It could have been a little bit longer. I don't get the nudity thing. Why was there a naked guy with his soft penis flopping around? <laughs> Why do I need to see some girl's boobs? They could have gotten the point across without these things. If it was for the shock value, it didn't shock me. It was lame They say you get wet. And you do. Unfortunately for me, my pants got super wet and it looked like I pissed myself. <laughs> Riding the subway home in November wet and cold was no fun, but it was worth it. I especially like being pulled by the ponytail. It reminded me of when I was nasty to my mother. Uh, she would pull that thing daily. I felt like I was a troubled teenager all over again. Uh, I did a whole lot of screaming. They made me do it. No, really, they said, Scream as loud as you can. I have a very loud voice and a great horror movie scream. This prompted the actors to make me scream over and over and over and scream different things, I'm guessing, to scare the people outside. My boyfriend heard me at some point, so, yeah, I woke up with zero voice this morning. And <laughs> that was that one. I just like the flopping penis. <laughs> the flopping penis. Soft, flopping penis. Flaccid. Yeah, you know, flaccid cock. <laughs> and just, Nobody likes that. No, nope.
1: Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... At least be hard. Jesus. I mean, at least you could try to scare somebody with that. At least it could be easy. I'd
0: be scared with a boner versus a soft <laughs> dick. Be... I was
1: going to say the penis from uh, the Greasy Strangler. Oh, God. Just
0: peanut <laughs> <That> butter looking <laughs> motherfucker. Just that long, long fucking. Fucking <laughs> mouse head will carry bitch. Carrot penis. That's
1: what it was. Yeah. Carrot cock. That thing flopping around. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. You <laughs> need to back the fuck up.
0: Give you the wigglies <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, so the, those are my reviews. God damn, oh, they were interesting for sure. They were. uh I, mean, I feel bad for for these people. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. But also, do you not research before you go? Do you not yeah. like get a sense of like what you're getting into? Yeah. Yeah, you would think so, but apparently these people were just like, Oh, Haunted House, let's go! I mean, for the most part, that that would be me. But I would also kind of, like, look into it a little bit. I would would read some reviews before going in. And just seeing,
0: like, what people thought. Maybe maybe if it didn't give away too much. um, Yeah. But, fuck, I just, I think that's funny. That, that was fucking hilarious. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Well, uh, I. Did, did. Did. Did you have something that we were supposed to. Oh, nothing? Oh, no. Why, why, why are you looking. <laughs> why are you... I'm scared. I don't. Oh, no. 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 No? No. 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 I guess this is the end of the episode. Goodbye. You don't get stories this week, fuckers. <laughs> no, Oh, look at that. Yeah, actually, you guys can see everything now. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, see everything that's, a little
1: bit better. Yeah, that's a pretty good view. Right it there is a pretty good view. Uh, no, there is no horror facts this week. Um, I just, yeah, I just didn't. That's fair. Just, just fucking switching it up. Just changing things up a little bit. Just didn't do one. Um, God, I know that there was something I was going to talk about, but I don't remember what. Well, I don't comes if it comes to you.
0: I mean, we can can we, we you wanna just get into the stories, I guess? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um I have uh, One Story. I got two. Mine's a long one. Alright. Um I did not realize it was this long. That's okay. It is uh That's okay. You you want to venture to guess how many pages? Thirty. Okay, not that many. Twenty. Close. Eighteen. Twenty-three. Oh. Um, it's a combined. Usually, I've been doing you know state by state. Yeah. Uh, this one is a combined. Okay. So. Because there's two of them. Two. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I can get into mine first, so you can go first. I, I can for... do a sandwich, and you can do <clears throat> one, and I do mine, then you can do yours.
0: Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. We, look, I, I got um, I, got, I got one for you. Okay, this one is uh, this one's interesting. Well, it fucking better be. It's uh, it, it, cre- it creeped me out reading it. It, okay. Uh, this one's called Scary Visitor.
1: Ooh. This
0: is uh, <clears throat> it's, it's very creepy, especially the setting. So let's just, I'll just get into it, I guess. Fresh out of nursing school, I got my first real job in a fairly large hospital in a department that I honestly never thought I would ever work in. It was a six-bed cardiac ICU with rooms that overlooked the city capitol building. It was a very nice unit, and I started out working 12-hour night shifts. The hospital I worked at had four other ICUs that were always full, so my unit always ended up being the code bed, meaning if someone was arrested or went downhill fast, somewhere around the hospital, they came to us. I had been working there for a year, and I was no stranger to death. Each patient of mine who had died on my shift was usually already on their way, um, Their families were by their side. The DNR order was signed. The funeral home was already picked out. It was rarely ever a surprise. In fact, the only time I was ever needed to do CPR on my shift, it was not even in my department. So I went on a nice long two-week vacation, got engaged, and had a beautiful tan. On my first night back, I received a, a report from the day charge nurse. She said that, She was off for a few days and suggested to remind the next day charge nurse that the priest was coming in the morning to bless room 4. I thought she was kidding at first, but she was serious. Apparently, while I was on vacation, every patient who was admitted to that room had died. But this came as no shock to me. People died often in our department, and it being a very religious institution, having a chaplain for almost every department, I just shook it off. Then she said that room 4 was empty and that it would serve as code bed for the night. Around 2 a.m., I got a call saying that they had half, uh, had someone f- to fill our open bed. The ICU downstairs was now going to be code bed, so we were getting your run-of-the-mill, chest pain, take-a-look-in-the-morning kind of patient. Nothing to get excited about. We get the patient admitted and all settled in room 4. He was a gentleman, about 50 or so years old, very pleasant. His wife was with him, and she looked dead on her feet. I got her some warm blankets and took her to our waiting room that had cots so she could get some rest around 3.30. I was watching monitors and the cameras in each room. All the patients were fast asleep. The cameras all cycled through about three seconds each on one small TV we had on the desk. Room 1 was fine. Room 2 was fine. Room 3 was fine. Room 4, there was someone in there. It cycled too quickly for me to get a good look, and the doors to the unit were locked. Maybe the other nurse let his wife back in? I walked down the hall and glanced inside. There was nobody. I shrugged it off. It was late. I was tired. I probably was just seeing things. I went back to the desk and and continued watching the screen. Room 1, room 2, room 3, room 4. I was not imagining anything. There was someone in room 4. The person was standing in the corner by the window, their figure completely draped in shadow. I could not move my body. It cycled through again, this time it was closer to the patient's bed. By maybe 2 or 3 feet, the hair stood straight up on my neck. The next time I cycled through, it was even closer. It stood in the light coming from the hallway but despite the light, it was still shrouded in darkness. It cycled through again, and it was right next to the bed. My heart started pounding, and I could barely squeak to the nurse on my other end of the desk. As soon as my words formed and I was able to make some kind of noise to get her attention, the alarm and the monitor went off. Signaling that the patient had cardiac arrested, the overhead system came on. A card is needed in the CCU room 4! People poured into the apartment, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, respiratory therapists. They all rushed into the room, but I couldn't move. It cycled through the rooms again. Room four came up, and this time the lights were on. There were about 10 to 15 people surrounding the bed, doing CPR, slamming meds into his IV. Someone went to get his wife from the waiting room. But there it was, in the opposite corner again, a dark figure watching this scene play out, just standing there. The man died of a heart attack. Room four was blessed that morning, right on schedule, and I put my two weeks' notice in. And that's it.
1: I just, <clears throat> Jesus, <laughs> wow, that's, um, that's creepy. Wow. Yeah, that that gave me goosebumps. That mm. just—it's like a shadow figure kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: <clears throat> that's kind of what I thought, like yeah, the Hat like the shadow- Man or some
1: figure of some sorts Um, and just like I'm curious though is it gone after the room was blessed is it gone but they kept on blessing the room remember it said that they it was a regular event yeah Yeah. to bless the room but I thought that it was a regular event for them to bless all the rooms oh so yeah maybe 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 it's still there wow Maybe it's just killing people. Maybe it's death. death. Yeah, maybe it really is just that guy's time and it's just death. the Reaper. Yep, just
0: don't fear the Reaper. You just, I, I just imagine this dude just holding the boombox, just playing that song. <laughs> playing the- Come on, Jerry, we're going to hell. <laughs> just You want to go to hell, heaven? We're going. Road trip. <laughs> There's bitches in the van. Just-
1: <laughs> I'll buy the snacks. <laughs> just
0: see him like smoking a blunt and flicks it on the bed like fuck you Jerry I <laughs> like
1: <laughs> oh god god oh. man wow that's like that's a good one yeah I thought it was a good one that was a good one we haven't had one like that in a while awesome <laughs> yeah, um I did remember though what it was I wanted to bring up what's that So, you know, a while back, we did an episode on one of your favorites, the Boo Hag.
0: Skin. No. Yeah. Remember? Yeah.
1: I don't like. so. Well, I just found out, because I'm, like, super far behind in listening to their podcast. Yeah. Unintentionally, but uh, scared to death. They actually did an episode of the Boo Hag a week after we did. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's cool. I was like, holy shit. Like, fuck yeah. That's awesome. Was it the same story? I haven't listened to it yet. Because I'm, I'm going in order. Okay. So I haven't gotten that far up. I just saw it on the list. Yeah, that would be interesting, though. So <coughs> I was like, damn. Well, shit.
0: <clears throat> that's pretty badass. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dan. What's up, my dude? What's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up, Lindsay? How you guys doing? Copycats.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We, uh, that we makes can, us feel special.
0: Yeah, we can bounce off each other. It's it's good. Danny Lindsay,
1: we love you. Yes. And I just thought, like you said, I thought that was super cool. And, that is badass. Uh, also, we have a new listener. Who? Um, she's from the haunted house community and stuff, and she actually, if I remember right, I might mix some of the details up a little bit, but is studying mythology, war kind of stuff. Okay. So. Sounds like we can get some ideas coming yeah. from her. And uh, she actually gave me <clears throat> some information about the Boo Hag. She was actually really excited because she was like, I've never really ran into anybody else who has known about it. Well, shit. So, yeah. Hey, so that was cool. her and her husband actually um, own and run Haunt Shirts. Ooh, do, do they make like custom shirts? They 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 I believe that they do some custom shirts. <clears throat> uh, but they do like a all of the shirts that you see me wear are from Haunt Shirts. Okay. Hats. Halloween as fuck. Fuck yeah one of my favorites halloween fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) coming to save the motherfucking world now (laughs) um yeah so i thought that was really cool that is badass um she even said that you know we could reach out and ask questions and get clarification on stuff hey that's what's up we got that's cool I like it.
0: Yeah. We got our own little watchtower.
1: I like it. Yeah. (laughs) That's badass. So, yeah. I thought that was really cool. And,
0: uh... What's her name again? Melissa. Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Good to meet you. I've never met you, but you're badass. We we love you.
1: Well, if I drag your ass down with me to a couple conventions, you probably get to meet her. Bet. All right. There's one in July.
0: July. Okay in Texas. In Texas, everything's
1: bigger in Texas. Mm. <laughs> That's All what right. they say. But yeah, so that was what it, what it was. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. Are you ready for your book, for my <laughs> <laughs> for my novel here? <laughs> Been working on it oh, for a while, huh? Yeah, no. yeah. <sighs> Don't have a good ending though. <laughs> Well, shit, now I'm probably, not excited. I'm uh, probably a better ending than uh, Smile, but yeah. You know. Well, okay, if it's better than that, then let's go. All right, so we're going to Pennsylvania.
0: Ooh.
1: In the township of Helm sits one of the biggest mysteries in York, Pennsylvania. You've probably heard of this, it's called The Seven Gates of hell. In the 1800s, a colossal mental asylum stood in the woods of York off Toad Road. Buried in desolate Pennsylvania woods, it was viewed as the perfect place to ship the insane from all across the state. This was a nightmare straight from hell. It was home of only the most deranged most unfortunate souls in Pennsylvania. There is an overgrown wooded area off Trout Run Road in the northwestern part of township. Um, there are quite a few rumors attached to the area. Supposedly, the insane asylum located there caught fire. The patients did manage to get out of the building. But seven gates surrounding the asylum trapped them. The scene was pure horror. Some of the most deranged and dangerous people in all of Pennsylvania had disappeared into the woods as the asylum burned, spread throughout the area. When the fire was finally under control, officials set out to corral all of the inmates. Frightened of the asylum's inmates' reputations and unsure of how to handle the patient's. The search party was aggressive and uh, held some extreme prejudice. There were reports of beating into submission some of those who they found and killing others. To this day, no one in York acknowledges this publicly. The ones that survived reportedly lived on to stalk and murder behind the seven gates. There's another story attached to the seven gates. More typical Matt Doctor story. An eccentric local doctor is said to have had erected a large gate at the entrance to his property. Then the rumors sprang up that there was a series of gates. They were all beyond that large one along Toad Road. Leading deep into the woods... Out of the seven gates it is believed that no one who passed the fifth gate ever returned. Apparitions are often seen along these paths. Strange noises and menacing screams are heard frequently. The official statement on the Helm Township website is, Just as there seems to be no truth to the rumors about the seven gates of hell, no asylum ever existed there, and the local doctor had only one gate, and that was to keep out trespassers. There is also no truth to the story that Hellam Town- Township was named for Hell. The fact that our township's name is a corruption of the name Hellam, named for Hellam English. Now, I have a little, little story. <clears throat> it was a Friday night when we went leaving our home at 10 p.m. so that we could try to be at the asylum by 3 a.m. The witching hour. There were five of us Kenny, Maddie, Andrew, Warren, and myself. All piled into Kenny's single row pickup. Yeah, that's a tight fit. So what are you guys hoping to find out there? I asked. I know there were supposedly ghosts of the the asylum inmates, but other than that, I didn't know too much about the lore. You know, the usual, ghosts, demons, whatever wants to show itself to us, Kenny, Matt, you know, kind of muttered off a little bit. At first, Maddie and Lauren actually seemed a little tense, which was strange. This was their kind of thing. We did all the time. It was Lauren that spoke next. Well, it depends on how deep into the woods we get. I heard Anders and Lawrence went by themselves last week and couldn't even get past the third gate. Said that they started hearing voices and seeing eyes in the woods. Spooked them real good. I suppressed a laugh. Anders and Lawrence were basically the class clowns of our high school. And taking anything they said seriously was almost as much of a joke as whatever it was that they had said. Yeah, and I've heard of that. If you can make it past the seventh gate, then you get sent directly to hell, never to return, Maddie said, her eyes scanning the woods. Assuming that hell is real, that is, I chimed in, achieving a punch to the arm from Andrew, after about a forty five minute drive we arrive at the broken down street sign that says Toad Road. The alleged beacon of where the gates are to start. Okay, everyone, shut up. All you have you all of you have your flashlights and knives? Kenny asked. We'd been instructed to bring flashlights for obvious reasons, and knives, I guess to feel more safe from the ghosts. I mean who knows. I know I brought one in case of a coyote, which were more popular in the area than I would like to remember. An actual threat? Hmm, eh, Who knows? We all nodded in his direction, signaling we got our two items. Great! So about an eighth of a mile in the forest, we should be there should be a rusted gate. That is the first gate. And once we cross it, it will be in the devil's territory, Kenny said with a smirk on his face. I hope he's ready for us. I rolled my eyes and shot a smile at Maddie, who was looking a little bit nervous still. I put my arm around her and whispered to her that everything was going to be alright. Maybe they would finally find something of substance so we could put this dumb paranormal stuff behind us and move on to the next fat Kenny would soon turn around and lead us into the woods. It took us about five minutes to reach the gate that he had spoken of. I honestly didn't see what the big deal was. It was a little bit strange for the rusted iron gate to be sitting in the middle of the woods, not attached to anything, and being overgrown with vines and weeds. But scrap metal was found everywhere. There wasn't a huge significance. The others seemed a mixture of elevated, elated, and nervous at the same time. So what is this supposed to happen after we cross, I ask, preparing myself for made-up shenanigans I will be experiencing soon. The first gate isn't much, according to the legend. Since we are the furthest away from the asylum, there are the least amount of spirits here. They will likely try to push you around, so you may feel a bit of pressure, but that's about it. Oh, also, our phones will probably go out here. electronics don't work in the gates, so please stay close. And if you get separated from the group, just go back to the car so you don't get hopelessly lost. I left it unlocked since we were in the middle of nowhere. Kenny banged his flashlight twice on the metal bars of the gate, causing bits of rust to spark into the air around it. Then with theatrical performance, he stepped onto the other side of the gate. I was next to follow and the rest of the group, and unsurprisingly, I felt no different. We walked for a few more minutes, I went to check my phone, it had shut off. Which was strange because the battery life had been almost 80% when we left the car. I guess cell service just doesn't work this far out into the country. So all of your phones are actually off then, I ask, making sure I'm not the only one. One by one they check, and one by one they agree with me. I'm more concerned about about us getting pulled apart from each other. Other than the fact that maybe this could be a paranormal interaction. Maddie is particularly freaked out by this. Guys, I don't know. This feels a little bit too real for me, Maddie said nervously. Looking back towards the way we came, probably judging whether the social repercussions of going and waiting in the car and being called a baby inevitably by the rest of us in the group was worth it or not. Oh, stop. It's fine. Worst comes to worst, we all die in a poltergeist extravaganza, Kenny said, not helping any. We continued walking. The next gate was about a mile deeper, and we weren't moving super quickly. So, Kenny, what is supposed to happen? Ow! Andrew stopped himself, mid-sentence, and glanced down at his leg. He pulled up his jeans to mid-calf and revealed a large cut spanning about four inches on the backside of his lower leg. What happened, I asked. Looking around with the flashlight, attempting to find any thorn bushes or other culprit, I felt a light tapping on my shoulder and turned around to see who it was, only to find no one was there. Maddie, Lauren, and Kenny were all standing next to Andrew, and I was alone where I stood. Okay. A little creepy, I admit. I don't know. I was just walking, and it hurt than this, Andrew said, motioning towards his leg. I mean, it's not that bad, just unexpected is all. Let's keep going. We made it to the next gate a few minutes later. Only Maddie complaining of feeling like she was getting shoved to the side. She compared it to when you're walking next to someone who's leaning on you. She was scared, though, and the placebo is a strong thing, especially in the paranormal. So I choose to ignore it. Alright, gate 2 is right here. On the other side of this gate, according to legend, you start feeling as if you were being followed. The pushing continues, only stronger. Oh, and there is a colt that guards the third gate at the end. So, you know, watch out for them, Kenny, who had apparently not felt any presence during the first gate and was obviously feeling a little more lighthearted than the rest of the group was. It was about halfway through the second gate that we encountered the first problem. Maddie's flashlight died. She swore up and down that she had fresh batteries in it, but nonetheless, we were short one. Maddie huddled close to me and used the light for mine as we continued down the imaginary path that Kenny was leading us on. About a quarter mile past the second gate, we heard a scream. I whipped around and saw Lauren on the ground, a wild look in her eyes as she looked back and forth so quickly I was afraid she might break her neck. We all looked at her inquisitively. I, 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 I don't know what happened. It felt like someone just speared me, Lauren shouted, panic growing in her voice. I walked over to her and offered her a hand to get up. I'm serious, guys. I felt it. I got attacked. I got attacked. I just... I, I, I didn't just dive onto the ground and scream for no reason. Warren shook off my hand and pushed herself up, rejoining us, shock in her face, and Andrews. Kenny clearly didn't believe her, and Maddie looked like she was on the verge of tears. As we walked, I got the increasing sensation that I was being stalked. I began looking around for signs of a coyote, attributing to the sensation to that, but I couldn't see anything that would alert me to the presence of wildlife. In fact... Now that I was thinking about it, there was a surprisingly lack of wildlife altogether. Guys, hold up for a second. Be quiet. I said, everyone. And they all were happy to oblige. Not that anybody was really talking much anyways. As everyone stopped, I felt a pit in my stomach start to grow. There wasn't a single noise being made. No crickets, no wind, no leaves. Cracking in the distance. Complete Silence. That's strange, isn't it? The lack of sound? I stated my concern aloud. I really think we should turn back. That feeling of being shoved down? That was enough for me. I I, I don't want to mess with this stuff anymore. I'm serious, Warren shivered as she spoke, despite the relatively warm night. Honestly, I'm down to turn around too, it's getting pretty late. Andrew spoke next, his eyes not necessarily frightened, but definitely on edge. Are you all being serious right now? Come on! We drove all the way out here. We're not turning back. Now, Kenny said, his voice dejected. He threw his hands up in the air in a fit. No, I think we should keep going. I just thought it was weird. It was all. I threw back. I felt it again after I said that. The tapping on my shoulder. As if someone was trying to get my attention, but didn't want to speak. I turned my head, knowing there would be nothing there. And not being surprised when there wasn't. How much further to the third gate? It should be right around here. Let's go, Kenny said. Showing his flashlight around and everything. And started walking again. Not giving anyone else the chance to disagree with him. After another two or three minutes, we landed back on a road that appeared seemingly out of nowhere. There was no sound of traffic, obviously, and there was no paint on the road. It just seemed like concrete in the wilderness. The feeling of being watched was almost overwhelming now. And I have to admit, it started freaking me out. Just a little bit. I could see in the distance another gate sitting at the end of the road. This one felt different though. Maybe it was because it was decidedly less rusted and antique-looking, or maybe it was because it was in a place that actually made sense for a gate to go instead of being in the middle of the forest. Somehow, it just felt strange. When we were about ten yards away from the gate, I heard Maddie start to sob. I turned to ask her what was wrong, and I saw utter terror in her eyes. I will never forget that look. I asked what was wrong. She couldn't even speak. She just pointed to the sides of the roads. In the darkness, where the road dipped off into the grass and trees, sitting just along the edge of our vision were bright green eyes. Hundreds of them. It took all five seconds for the rest of our small group to see what Maddie did. Those green eyes, unnaturally bright in the darkness of the forest surrounding them, Warren let out a shriek, and Andrew just about jumped out of his skin despite not actually making a scream. I swear Kenny actually smiled, as if he was happy to finally have something to talk about. His smile didn't last. I know he wants to see something metaphysical, or more than more than the rest of us, but even for him, this felt like more than we bargained for. One by one, what felt like thousands of men stepped out of the shrubbery on either side of the road, each holding some sort of weapon. My heart dropped. Maddie is clinging on to me. Her face shoveled into my chest, sobbing. Andrew looks distant, like his brain just won't let him process the situation. Warren was also crying silent tears, and Kenny had an awful grimace that came from trying to look like he wasn't scared to preserve his social status, and actually shitting his pants. The figures were silent as they approached. They were humanoid in shape, but something about them was distinctively wrong. Maybe it was the way that they appeared darker than they should have. Even as if they got closer, our flashlights couldn't reach them. Maybe it was the way they seemed to float instead of walk. Or maybe it was the noise that emitted from them. It was subtle, a small static, like white noise, but it's amazing how loud things sound when you haven't heard noise at all in the last 45 minutes. Three of the figures maneuvered themselves between us and the third gate. Their gaze was never breaking from our own. One step forward, his hands wrapped around what appeared to be a shotgun, the other two clutching giant clubs made of wood and scrap metal. You will turn around now, the voice didn't come from the man with the shotgun, but rather boomed through the air. As if the world itself were speaking to us. Of course, my initial reaction was to turn around and get right the fuck out of there. It was everyone that was sane in our group. Kenny, however, started forward with more purpose and drive than I've ever seen. He had finally done it. He had had contacted and seen, with his own two eyes, something from another world. We all had. However, unlike the rest of us, it hadn't frightened Craigie. It made him want more. No, no. We're going to keep going. This is public land. You can't stop us. I don't believe that you will pull that trigger. Kenny spoke back to the creatures with calm precision. He really meant what he was saying. And I couldn't understand how. I fought every urge of my body to turn around and bolt. And I walked forward and put my hand on Kenny's shoulder. We need to go man I don't think these guys are fucking around We need to go I put emphasis at the end of the sentence Hoping that my good friend would just listen Would just listen And come out of his shock I turned him around And looked Turned him around To look at the rest of us Instead of them Look Maddie and Lauren I pointed at the two girls And the former's head in her hands, trying to avoid surroundings, her surroundings. And the latter sitting down next to Maddie. Trying to put her face. Put a tough face on. But not succeeding. What do you want? To chicken out? Just like Anders? This is all just meant to scare us, okay? Danielle? Nothing is going to ha- A crack once again pierce the night. And I knew instantly that the shotgun had been fired. I didn't even have time to scream before Kenny was gone. I don't mean gone as in dead. I mean, gone. Ceased to be around. There was no trace of him. One moment he was talking to me. The next, my hand was no longer on his shoulders. But rather, floating through the air back to my side. The figures were gone too. Kenny! 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 I shouted into the nothingness. The sound was gone again, along with the creatures. So my voice felt like it would travel miles, but nothing came back. I turned around, back to everyone else. And as they looked as petrified as I was. Where is he, Daniel? He was was just right there. You had your damn hands on his shoulder, Daniel. Where is he? Andrew was now in front of me, jabbing his finger into my chest as if somehow I was the one who caused this. I don't... But I started... That's bullshit, Andrew! Shoved me hard enough that I stumbled backwards and almost fell over. People don't just disappear. His rage quickly dissipated into worry as he walked over to where Kenny was just a few minutes before and dropped to his knees. We have to leave now. Tell the police what happened. I, I don't know. We just can't abandon him out here, Andrew. We have to keep going. It was Lauren that spoke this. The steady look on her face, much different than the one that she was wearing a few minutes ago. She was right. If we left now, Kenny might as well be dead. He still might be dead. But if we keep going, maybe we might find those creatures again and try to strike a deal. There was nothing I wanted more to do more than to leave this forest and never come back. But at this point, we didn't have a choice. Maddie looked up for the first time since the dark men arrived, her entire face red and tears streaming, staining her cheeks. When she spoke, her voice cracked. She sniffed and tried to stop her nose from running, to no avail. I don't want to. I just want to go home. She was defeated and I didn't blame her. However, unless she wanted to walk through the woods alone, she was gonna have to get through it. Kenny needed us. I'm sorry, Maddie. I know you're scared, we all are. But we have to do this right now. We have to. I repeated it, once for Maddie and once for myself. She looked back at me like a little kid being told she was going to be spanked, but she nodded her head, and let out a burst of tears before eventually standing on our own. Without giving myself any more time to think about it, I walked up to the third gate, put my hand on it, and walked around the other side. The others followed me, well, hesitantly. The road that we had been walking on disappeared directly on the side of the gate, on the other side of the third gate. Strangely enough, so we were back to walking through the wooded terrain and keeping out-eyes for whatever may lurk in the trees. I had taken a point in Kenny's absence, Maddie staying consistently by my side, followed by Andrew and Warren. We walked in a tight square forward. It was odd, but for some reason I just knew where to go. It was as if I was being guided by a force that was unseen or unfelt. I found myself making turns around certain trees and crossing over a small stream at one point that would have been much easier to just walk along. The tapping that I had been feeling on my shoulder previously was also getting stronger and harder to ignore. It was persistent now, and the taps were becoming harder and more painful. I could tell that the others were feeling something similar. Even though nothing was being said between them, all three of my companions would occasionally grimace and hold a section of their body. Or spin their head to look in a direction that had no calling to it. To their credit, especially poor Maddie. No one said a word. We ventured in silence for about 15 more minutes before we heard a scream. It was off in the distance, maybe 50 yards away, I would guess. But the lack of other sound, it was really hard to tell. Andrew and Warren started running towards the sound, call for help. And I was soon to follow They were slightly ahead of us, and now we passed into a clearing. The two in front of us stopped on a dime, nearly causing Maddie and I to run straight to their backs. Andrew's hands clapped over his mouth, and Lauren turned away to vomit. I looked past them, and I saw my own mother being stabbed repeatedly by what I I can only describe as a monster. It was pitch black, like a shadow, with curled blades for hands. And a lanky, canine-looking legs, bent in directions that didn't make any sense. Mom! I screamed. Mine, almost as blood-curdling, blood-curdling, blood-curdling. Sorry, as hers. I rushed forward and tried to tackle the creature attacking my mother, but right as I was about to lay into it, it disappeared right from my eyes. I turned to find my mother but she had been replaced with the face of another, an old man with blood running down his lips, looking at me with a devilish smile. He licked his lips as he stared at me, and then he himself vanished. It took me a minute before I could move again. I had no idea what was real. Was this all hallucination? It couldn't be because clearly everyone else saw the same thing I did, I had no answers, nor any resemblance of a clue what to make of the events that just happened. I fought back the urge to scream and vomit, and walked back to our group. What are we even going to do, you know, if we fight him, Andrew said. His eyes still trained on the ground where we had just seen two more beings disappear. We're going to fucking kill whoever took him, Lord spoke up. Everything about her turned to ice. It was it almost made more made me more uncomfortable seeing this sweet pretty girl who enjoyed watching makeup tutorials on YouTube and flirting with boys on Twitter look as hardened and shut off emotionally than it did seeing the spirits. Almost. With a new sense of pace, we started back on the trail, my flashlight flickering back and forth between the trail and the front of me and the trees beside me even more often. It wasn't long before we reached the fourth gate, or at least I think it was the fourth gate. There actually wasn't a gate at all, but only a prominent mark on the ground. Like someone had run their finger through wet concrete and molded it that way. I just knew that it was, however. I knew we were getting deeper into the game, closer to hell, I suppose. I didn't even bother to stop, I just kept walking. The moment I stepped past the gate, I knew I was correct. It felt like it dropped 20 degrees instantly. I also heard sound again, but it wasn't the average forest sounds, it was distant whales that could have been mistaken for a gust of wind in a different situation. But not this one. When Maddie stepped over the line, her face froze. She looked at me, I did my best to smile for reassurance but I'm sure it wasn't much. She put her head back down and pulled her jacket closer around her. Are we going to talk about how we made it here? To the fourth gate with no fucking directions? Andrew was looking at me and then pointed back down at the line in the dirt. I mean, all the turns we could have taken, all the different routes we could have gone down. This gate is hardly six feet long in a force that's how fucking big? And and, and how the, the how the fuck did we even know this was supposed to be the gate? I can't be the only one who just knew Andrew was ranting. Something he did to cope with things. Normally it was when, when a guy pissed him off at school by talking to a girl he was interested in. Or how his favorite football team lost and it was all the referee's fault. This time it was about ghosts that kidnapped and possibly killed our best friend. I I don't I, I don't have an answer. Let's just keep moving, okay? I don't want to stand in one place for too long, I replied. Fuck this, Andrew crossed his arms and let out a shiver from his newfound cold, but continued to walk ahead of me. Lauren simply walked by his side and looked straight ahead, focused on the unknown point and mind set only on completing her objective. The further we got into the land of the fourth gate, the harder it was to ignore the background sound to our trek. It was clearly screaming, and it was clearly in the direction we were headed. Then again, I guess, we'd given up rational thought at the moment. We decided to continue further into the damned hell forest instead of turning around and cutting our losses at one of us. I know that may sound fucked up to say, But I'm afraid that even if we make it out of here our lives will never be the same again. I know mine won't be. I don't really remember when, but at some point images start flashing through my head. Ones that were not my own. I saw ash and monsters, endless miles of snow, spiders by the millions crawling along the ground. They were terrifying and would flash in front of me, in front of my conscious every couple of minutes. For a brief moment. It was distracting. I wanted them to stop, and for a while, started cringing, crying, every time I knew one I was due for one. Another. As we grew deeper, the visions grew longer. Eventually, it became all I could do to focus on walking straight. My gut instinct was to sit down and close my eyes and try to make a stop. I knew that wouldn't help, but I had the strangest urge to do it anyways. I persisted. I kept moving. I trained my eyes on the back of Andrew's head and grounded myself right there. It was in the middle of one of these visions where I was flying by my wings were on fire. And I knew that soon I would fall to my death. That I i heard Maddie scream again. I snapped back to reality and looked at to my right, where she had been standing all along, she was gone. But not in the way that Kenny had been gone. This time, there was a trail of blood. I don't think that makes the day better. Please help! I followed the voice up a tree and saw Maddie pinned to the trunk, a thick branch penetrating through her stomach. I crossed the distance between us in moments. "'and looked up. "'She was out of my reach, and her eyes were closing quickly. "'Maddie, please stay with us. "'We can help!' I yelled up to her, "'desperately racking my brain for a solution. "'I whipped around to find Lauren, "'climbing a dogwood next to the one Maddie was impaled on. "'Andrew and I looked on helplessly. "'I got you, Maddie, I got you,' "'Lauren's voice was reassuring as she worked her way "'a good fifteen feet off the ground "'to a crossing point between the two trees.' I'd forgotten how much of a climber Warren has been in the elementary school. <coughs> it felt like ages, but it sure is hell useful now. Warren reached over and made the jump. Maddie followed her lazily, a drunken haze setting in over her whole body. Warren began slowly climbing down to the level of our friend. She then looked back down at us, shook her head. There was nothing. You have to try, Warren. Please get her down, I begged. I couldn't handle another loss. Warren grimaced and did the only thing that could possibly save her. She broke the branch as close to Maddie's body as she could and pulled her off. I'm not sure actually if she managed to pull her the whole way off the tree branch. It wasn't long after Warren touched her, Maddie disappeared. I sat down on my knees and cried. With Kenny, we could force ourselves into thinking he was still alive somewhere, just kidnapped by the mysterious force waiting for us to save him. Maddie? The girl was dead. I don't know how, where, I don't know how the mysterious force waiting for us, uh, oh, uh, sorry, got over screwed up here. I didn't know where her body went but i couldn't see but i could see the life draining from her eyes when she was up there in that tree i don't think i will ever get the image out of my head can you imagine seeing your best friend one who begged you to leave and that you forced to keep going impaled on a tree limb screaming for her life knowing you couldn't save her there wasn't much time for grieving however whatever resided in this forest didn't care about feelings I only had about a minute of freedom before the visions started up again, piles of bones, my home being swallowed by an earthquake, creatures of indescribable horror chasing after me. The pressure that I felt pushing me forward didn't stop either. I could feel it picking me up from below my armpits literally, mind you, and shoved me forward. Lauren made her way down from the spot she had been trying to rescue Maddie no expression on her face and walked right past me in the direction that I had been shoved clearly she was getting the directions too Andrew put his head down and walked behind her leaving me as last to follow I took one last glance back and continued on there was nothing else I could do the fifth gate didn't exist at least physically No one had spoken a word for a mile after Maddie's death until eventually Lawrence spoke. We just passed the fifth gate. Of course, I felt it too. Instead of feeling hands tapping or shoving, it now felt like constant pressure. Like when you were five years old and your six foot eight uncle gave you a bear hug. The only thing you knew it would eventually end. The visions had gotten increasingly worse, but I'm started to become numb to them. They're just part of me now. I've accepted that. I hadn't noticed it, but the terrain around us was changing as well. Things around us were just dead now. The trees were growing more and more brown, the leaves becoming more scarce as we continued on. Plants with the blooming flowers were replaced with thickets of thorn brush. Animal carcasses littered in the distance it seemed unlikely that they were even still in an earthly plane anymore the more I thought about it something like this would have garnered the attention of the local government in an attempt to stop whatever is causing death as far as I could remember when we were looking at Google Maps of the area there was no such large lifeless area it wasn't too long until we saw the eyes again Yay! It felt less eerie this time around and more sinister. As if the surrounding forest wasn't enough. As soon as I saw the bright green glow around us, I felt the death of this place. It weighed on me like a thousand pounds. A glance at my friend's Andrew was darting his head back and forth in all directions while Lauren kept her focus straight ahead, ignoring her surroundings completely as she had been for what seemed... Like years. You have one last chance. The same voice as before at the third gate boomed through the air like a tornado. None of us listened. Moments later, the dark figures appeared again, weapons in hand. They were more grisly this time, however, no longer shrouded in dark capes, but rather flaunting their unnatural bodies to us. Their limbs were too long, bodies too thick, and worst of all, their skin was pulled so tight against their bones that it looked like a demon summoned from a sacrificial ritual, I guess. In a way, they were. They had only peered for a moment before they rushed at us. Unlike the previous encounter, where they had stood still and simply waited, this time they came at us from all sides, sprinting. I immediately sprung into a sprint forward of my own. Warren and Andrew doing the same. We need to find a way through! Sh- I shouted, and even though I was only a foot or two behind, the white noise emitting from these creatures was deafening. Split! That can't reach all. I could only hear bits and pieces of what Warren was saying, but her message was clear. She wanted us to split down, split up, each running in a different directions, so that hopefully they would chase one and leave the others. I couldn't have disagreed more. Someone will die, Lauren. We have to stay together. I screamed back like I was going to lose another person in this damn forest. One, us, all, I overheard. She thought it was going to be one of us or all of us. She was probably right, but that didn't make it okay. I just ran as hard as I could behind her. The creatures were closing in, and I just managed to sneak one sneak sneak by one of the incoming demons in front of us as he swung his club at me by dodging to the left. It wasn't going to last though, I was running out of steam and fast. That along with the fact that I had no idea how long we would have to outround these things or if we even could. Made me want to give just give up. Maybe it would just be easier to give in. Let this nightmare be over. The thought of Maddie and Kenny was enough to pull me through, though. I pictured Maddie's face as she breathed her last breath. And the look of determination of Kenny's eyes as he stared down these dark men the first time. I had to keep going. Suddenly, Andrew stopped and nearly knocked me over as I tried to pull him with me but he didn't budge. Andrew what are you doing come on we have to move. I shook him and he just shook his head at me. I can't do it Daniel I give up a single tail f- tear fell from his right eye as he sat on the ground the demons was were nearly upon us I grabbed my friend's arm and pulled harder trying to force his hand but he was dead weight Go on, Warren. Needs go on. Warren needs to save them. I'm sorry. Andrew turned around and ran towards the creatures that were coming from the back, and threw his body into them. I hadn't even noticed that one that the ones in front of us had almost reached us, but they ran just straight past us, all converging on Andrew, tearing his body apart, limb from limb, until there was nothing left. I couldn't watch, so I spun around and sprinted forward again. I looked one last glance behind me as I caught up to Lauren, only to see what was left of Andrew disappear, just as the others had, along with the dark men. "'How do we do this, Lauren?' I asked, stopping momentarily to catch my breath. "'We're dead already, Daniel. Don't you know that?' It wasn't a question. I saw no sympathy.' our mutual friend in her face no remorse then without another word she walked again onwards towards the next gate one step closer to hell if you don't count what we're in already as hell that is the sixth gate came and passed I didn't say a word neither did she I didn't think either of us really know what we're what's going on at this point I've given up on trying to save everybody else I guess I only moved forward because it seemed a waste to just go back. The visions have completely taken over my sight. I only see horrors now and my legs walk on their own. The silence of the forest has been completely replaced by screams of agony and anguish. I looked down at my arm during a brief moment of clarity to find them covered in bone deep gashes and bruises that are dark and large. I chuckled to myself despite everything didn't even feel these injuries at least if I die it'll be painless we traveled for hours and eventually that little presence that had been guiding us the whole time went away too we wandered wandered aimlessly with no way of knowing where the seventh gate would be the final gate I tried for a moment to think about it logically but it was hard to do anything besides concentrate Finally, it came to me. Each gate had some sort of trial, an attempt by the forest to get us to leave. Gate one was our phones going off. Enough to dissuade some, but not us. Gate two was the first presence of the supernatural we all knew that wasn't normal. Gate three, the first appearance of the dark man and loss of Kenny. Four, Maddie. Five, Andrew. The thought popped into my mind. At the same time as it did to Lauren, undoubtedly from whoever's whatever devil source has been guiding us this whole time. Only one can go on. I tried to ignore it. Lauren didn't. She spun around only a moment after the voice rattled through our heads and clocked me straight in the jaw. She was a small girl, but it was enough to force me on my knees. What are you doing? We could another punch to the temple. This time my vision blacked out and I curled up into a ball on the ground. No, the forest has rules. You play by them or you die. How haven't you learned this yet? She shouted before sending a kick to my exposed back. I began to cry. Another kick. Another. Finally she turned me over and knelt on top of me, resting her thumbs against my eyes. You were always weak, Danielle Warrens. Lauren spoke and then began jamming her thumbs into my eye sockets. I can't begin to describe the pain. It's unimaginable. Even with the torment I've experienced in the last eight hours, my body responded, rolling to the side, throwing Lauren off balanced enough for me to push her away. I grabbed my head and tried to think. I didn't have long before she was on top of me again, her arms around my neck this time, trying to choke me. I threw her off again, begging her to stop and think figure out a logical solution she was having none of it she came back at me again and again each time I threw her away using my size and strength to my own advantage I could tell she was trying her attempts were getting weaker and weaker she came at me again and I threw her again this time she didn't get up I walked over to her my hands still massaging my eyes trying to get that feeling back to them when she turned around the ice in her eyes had melted back to the warm ocean blue that I remember so fondly. Danielle, what, what, what's going on? I can't I can't feel my legs, she whimpered. I looked down and immediately realized the problem. The last time I had thrown her away, she had landed on a large rock. That rock had cut open the back of her neck and the bone was sticking out through the skin. I had broken her neck. It's going to be okay, Lauren. I'm right here. We're going to make it. I tried to soothe her, but the fear in her eyes broke my heart. I knew it was all a lie. I cradled her in my arms and did my best to keep her company. After a minute, she was gone. Disappeared, just like the others. And suddenly, I was all alone. When I looked back up, the seventh gate was directly in front of me. A grand sight. It reminded me of Wayne Manor in the Batman comic books, a Victorian in style, elegant and flawless. Behind it was the fabled asylum. It didn't appear to have any fire damage, as was suggested, but rather looked pristine, like it had been built just yesterday. Initially, I questioned it, but it was fleeting. I knew I, I just had to get there. As I walked up to it, the gate opened in front of me. I stepped through. And suddenly, all the noise, voices, pressure, everything, was all gone. It felt like normal. Like I just walked through the forest again. All of my cuts and bruises were mended. And my mind was my own. I walked through the front door of the asylum. and rested my hand on the handle with a deep breath. As I swung the door open. Standing in the front of me were Kenny, Maddie, Lauren. Need. I wanted to be relieved by the sight of them but it was hard. All four were battered body blo- battered, bloodied and crying. I tried to run to them but an invisible force kept me from entering the asylum that had them captive. One of the dark men came out from the shadows of the room to the right and slashed through Kenny. He let a, a guttural scream followed by a cry for help. I pounded on the invisible wall and screamed, but they could not hear me. Save them all, or save your—save yourself. The familiar boom of the dark man echoed through the air. And I spun around to see the creature directly behind me, hot breath scorching my face. For once, the presence no longer seemed menacing, but inquisitive. I tried to hit it, but my hand went through it. What do you mean? I shouted. Save them all, or save yourself. It just repeated, its bright green eyes staring into my soul. I guess I should be thankful I'd given up any hope of saving my friends, and now I had the opportunity to. I wished I could come back with them, but the dark men made it clear that that's not a possibility. They did let me write a note, though. I know you won't remember this, but I hope that you can m- take me seriously when I say, "Don't attempt the seven gates of hell." It isn't worth it. Signed, Danielle Huntington.
0: God damn! God, I was just <laughs> there. There's a few parts in there that I was kind of laughing a little I bit saw, I about. I saw. I saw. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, you know, Danielle getting a, it's just, tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> right? Lauren, it's okay. <laughs> you got gonna little buddy. Or, uh, god damn. You know, or, or, uh, her getting penetrated by, by, by <laughs> I just, I just giggled. I know I, I'm a child, I, I, saw, but I saw it, I saw it, I saw it. What? What the fuck? And this is a real place that you can check out, yes. or? Oh, shit. Yes,
1: it's a real place.
0: But we should go. <laughs> so that's, that's the plan. That's the plan? That's We're the plan. Go through all seven gates? Yeah. If we can. If we can? It's true. I don't know. Like, the green eye thing and, like, the demonic looking creatures. I don't know. It just... Uh, the old man with the shotgun? Yeah. Just a lot of elements going on. There's a on. lot of shit
1: going on there. Like... And fuck. to get to the end and to be told that you could either save yourself or save all your friends that were with you. Like, that's a tough choice. Yeah, I, I mean. That's a tough one.
0: Screw you guys, you killed Kenny. <laughs> you <Right>. fuckers. <laughs> kill Kenny, bastards. You bastards. Oh,
1: um, fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, like I said, long story, but I couldn't cut it down. Like, no. Every was, part of it was in, very important, you know? I think... I tried to keep stories down to, you know, eight pages or less or something like that, but I just... The more I read it, the more I was like...
0: The detail in it is good to have. fuck. You know? It's
1: it's definitely... I couldn't have cut it down and kept the story the same. Like, it wouldn't have been the same. That's what I'm
0: saying, though. I mean... But fuck, though.
1: Such a good story. Yes. I mean, but... Tell us what you thought about that yeah. story, please, peeps. please, and if you can add to the the lore of it, yeah, if you know anything please. about the Seven Gates of Hell, let us know, Mm-hmm. please. Um, there's a place in because we're talking about checking out haunted places mm. in tech in uh, Arizona. Which one? Slaughterhouse Canyon. Oh, we've talked about that before. We have. Okay. This fall. That'd be pretty kick-ass. Okay. Got a friend that lives down in... Arizona. Arizona who wants to go along. I think that'd be pretty cool. We need a gun. He's pretty excited about it. You know.
0: Need a gun. <laughs> so... I think that'd be really interesting to go check out. Honestly, like... I don't know, but
1: what if it's just, like, nothing? It's just a hike. Just a fucking... Then, then it's just a hike. In the woods. <laughs> in, in the There's canyon. only one way to
0: find out. That's true. Not up or shut up, I guess. Fuck. That's right. Fuck. Go on. Okay. I got one... So you have one st- more for us. I got one more. It's shorter, but... Yeah, I got one left.
1: All right, left. all right, all right. Let's, uh...
0: Let's get it on. Let's get it on. This one's called Unwanted Roommate, which is what, you know, Nick and Kaylee call me on the basis. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I went to a small college for women tucked away in a quaint New England town. And in my second year, I was lucky to get a spot in one of the oldest dorms on campus, a stone building that students called the castle covered in gargoyles and ivy and twisting turrets. It was built in the early 1800s. The rooms themselves had been modernized, but it still felt like living in a gothic fever dream. As a 19-year-old romantic, I absolutely loved it. I was surprised to get a room in a castle when it was my turn to pick, and I saw the room available. I thought I had I had really lucked out. It was the smallest room in the building, but I still grabbed it without hesitating. I moved in the following September, and things were going great at first. I loved my classes, and I had made some good friends in my first year, but within a few weeks I couldn't shake the feeling that my life was on a downward spiral. Sometimes I sat in my room and just cried for no reason. I thought about how hopeless my life was and I was never going to make anything of myself. Part of me knew that none of this made any sense. I was a straight A student, at a good college, had a family and friends that supported me, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I was doomed. Whenever I went to class or hung out with friends on campus, I felt better. But every night when I got back to my room, the sadness would eat away at me. Soon I became convinced that my outside life was just distracting from the true hopelessness of my situation. I began turning down my friends' invitations just to stay in my room and cry. I skipped class to sleep. I was in so much mental pain, I even started to self-harm by cutting. I had never done this before. It may sound hard to believe, but when I was in this room, there was no way to convince me that my feelings of hopelessness weren't valid. I was doomed. I knew it in the depths of my soul. My friends noticed how bad things had gotten and gently suggested that I should visit counseling services. I refused until one day something happened that convinced me to get help. I was sitting on the bed in my dorm room trying to study. Instead, I couldn't stop crying. The pain inside me was so great I was tempted to self-harm by cutting just to make the inner turmoil stop for just a moment. I closed my eyes and suddenly, with great clarity, saw a girl sitting on the bed in front of me. She had brown hair that hung to her waist and she was looking down at something so I couldn't see her face. Then her eyes shot up toward me. She was crying and snarling all at once. The nastiest face I've ever seen a human make. Her arms were covered in blood. I had an overpowering fear that she wanted me dead. I opened my eyes and sprung out of bed. A heavy mood hung over the room. The bed was empty, but I could tell she was still there. I had never believed in demons or evil spirits, but this was a feeling of absolute hatred that I can only describe as pure evil. I left my room and went to the RA. Suddenly, I knew that I had to talk about how I had been feeling. It was the hardest thing I'd ever done. I told my RA about my depression and the the hopelessness and self-harm. Talking to someone lifted a weight that I hadn't even realized I was carrying, but I didn't mention the ghost girl on my bed. When I stopped talking, I expected the RA to send me straight for counseling, which I ended up doing eventually. Instead, she asked if I knew about the history of that room. She didn't want to scare me by telling me before, but given what was happening, I had a right to know. Way back in the early 1800s, the college had a program for students from low-income families. Uh, They could attend the college for free, but they had to work as servants to the richer kids. My room was reserved for students in this program. One year, uh, the girl who lived there was relentlessly bullied by her richer classmates, whom she was forced to serve as a maid. The stress got to be too much, and she flunked out of her classes. When the college asked her to withdraw, she slit her wrists in her dorm room bed, dying by suicide. I stayed with a friend until student life could find me another room. As soon as I left, the depression lifted, and to this day, I'm convinced that if I had stayed, I would not have made it out alive. Damn. And that one's a fucked up one. Wow. Um. Bullying in the 1800s, like
1: yeah, yeah, I mean it's sad, but I mean that was the times that you know. Thou just... dress isn't
0: as pretty as mine. <laughs> like oh 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 oh. Just <laughs> my daddy has a horse. <laughs> <laughs> mine has three. <laughs> my... I have a bucket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: gotta... Bucket, bucket.
0: I got a broom, witch. <laughs>
1: Burner at the stake.
0: I can read. Which? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up. This is a school.
1: Right? Jesus. Um. Wow. Yeah. That was good. That's
0: all that I got. That was a good one. That's all I got, though. I mean, like, I got uh, some spoopy, oopy shit. One in a hospital and one in a fucking uh, castle. I like castles. I like castles, castles too. Castles are cool. I think, I think that'd be really cool to, to go check out, though. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. It'd be really cool to go tour her castle. God, I just imagine this ghost girl just being like... Okay, and, and I'm not making fun of anybody that has depression or anything like that, but just... Just... Get out of your mom! <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't listen to fucking, like... I don't know... dad, Da... What's a good, uh... God, blood on the dance floor, shit like that. Just fucking chilling <laughs> in there. <laughs> thou don't understand thy pain <laughs> just <laughs> as fucked up as that is yeah take it with a grain of salt damn it but i don't know that,
1: that was a good one, though that was, a that good was one. really good
0: yeah do you have anything well,
1: about good stories today yeah man
0: i i feel like we got back into this in a good we, we, we brought it the cameras were working. Everything kind of worked out good. The drinks. The drinks were really uh, really fucking good. Thank you again. And fucking I don't know, the mood. It just it just feels Ooh, good. The spooky. Spooky chilly. Spooks going. Yeah. I mean if you're in the forest in a dorm in a hospital, you're kinda of fucked. Or a castle. I mean, yeah, the the castle, I mean you Scooby-Do that shit. Fuck Do-do-do-do-do. yeah. Like come on, a little Scooby-doo-ness going on. <laughs> you just fucking Oh seem...
1: Daphne, we're gonna
0: split up. I don't wanna go. Like, it's a fucking ghost! <laughs> just
1: Daphne and I are gonna search the bedroom.
0: <laughs> Scoop, you stay watched! <laughs> <laughs> just fucking here's the camera scoop like I need you to record this it's going on the hub just fucking
1: they gotta pay for that drug habit somehow <laughs> yeah.
0: what do you think scoby snacks are made out of lollipops Uh-oh. and dreams <laughs> it's mother earth
1: man oh, just fucking shit. I saw. I haven't watched it yet, but I saw the um, trailer for Renfield is out. Oh, yeah! yeah, yeah. Dude. I'm curious. I'm, like, a little worried, though, because Nicolas Cage.
0: I bet he. I I don't know. The shutter stuff. The
1: shutter stuff that he's done. Yeah, yeah. He's done really good. Really good there. Like, Mandy and. um, Uh, A fucking. Fucking uh, uh
0: uh uh, god, the name is slipping. It's slipping. Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Where he
1: doesn't fucking talk, and he's got an obsession with uh, playing. Fucking taking breaks.
0: Fucking <laughs> drinking.
1: Energy drinks. Yep.
0: And yeah. playing arcade games on fuck his yeah, break. I
1: have, I've been playing some pinball too. Like I would I had too. Pinball machine. Fuck yeah.
0: Fuck you. I'm gonna wait a minute. You you guys. Do this. I'm. I got to take my 15. Yeah, right. He's
1: like 15 minutes. I'm like, come on, man. I gotta take my fucking mandatory 15 minute break. I can't.
0: I can't save you anymore, little buddy. It's my break. God Just damn it. Tell the demons to stop
1: for a minute. Just no, tell them no. to
0: fucking chill. Just chill. Take their 15 minute break. Take. Take, take. a goddamn break. And power down. Did you also see that Team Wolf movie trailer? I've not seen the trailer. Dude, it
1: is.
0: So I didn't know good. it was dropped yet. The trail. Yeah, the trailers dropped. I thought you would have sent it to me. I, well, I thought Fucking I tagged asshole. I thought I tagged you in it. No. I must have tagged you in just the uh, No, I ta- I tagged you in something. I think it was the article. Yeah, the th- article, th- but not the trailer. Okay, I've seen the trailer. I I, I, I saw it on you on YouTube, uh, w- it was on the big TV. It wasn't on my phone or anything, but I Okay. Y- you have to watch, I'll watch the trailer. It.
1: I'll watch the trailer.
0: It looks it looks awesome. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. Okay. Nice. And nice, uh, nice. there's rumor that it could kickstart into kick a, new, a new series. Yep. Nice. I don't know if it'll be an exact continuation,
1: but it could be right, something. Right. But um, I did watch, looking at my cup reminded me, Um, a little thing about Ted Bundy. The Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it the Zach Efron or was
0: it the... No, uh, it
1: was the um, biography doc- one, one. Oh, the, the documentary? The, the documentary one. Okay. The real one. I mean, not that Zac Efron one's not real, but I mean that he's playing the character where yeah. this is actually... Like footage. Like footage and, like, talking to his girlfriend. Oh, he had a girlfriend shit. for a while. While he was murdering these girls.
0: Honey, I'm home.
1: And she had a little girl and everything and it's just fucking... Uh, How would you...
0: Like, is, did he... He had a kid, right? No. No, he didn't have... I was gonna say, like... If he
1: did, they didn't cover it in the... Because, like, how would that be fucking being the child? He had a child? little brother, though, who hung out with him all the time and stuff. Jesus. And his little brother's like, man, I, I I don't even... If there were fond memories of us back then, he goes, I don't even want to think about him because he's just tainted him. It's just horrible. He goes, I used to look up to him. He was an idol. And I found all this out and just... some fucked up shit going on. Yeah, and it's so weird to me. And um, Troy and Ashley and I were talking about this. It's so weird to me because, like, it was so concentrated in more or less one area in the beginning. At a university over in the Seattle area. (laughs) Three or four girls went missing. Jesus, from that university, like, and and nobody questioned until later on. And a girl from Ellensburg, as well. Fuck, that's a little close to home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went rafting on the Yakima River. Jesus, like, yeah, and I'm like, wow, like, so much stuff. And then, um, then when people started to find out about him and stuff and he flew the coop and went to Utah. Fucking
0: goddammit. Yeah. God, Fucking. Ugh.
1: God, got out of jail twice.
0: Yeah, wasn't he like the most charming serial killer or something like that? Like that, that's what... Yeah. He was considered...
1: He was polite, nice... Your average day Joe. Good looking guy. Uh, see,
0: ladies, that's why you go for the ugly ones, bitch. They'll <laughs> no, murder you. <laughs>
1: and, uh, his, and it's good, but his shtick was always like, he'd walk up to these girls like, in a cast and ask them for help. Fuck. That's And they would do it, and they would help them, and then the girls were never seen again. Help me, I'm going to sit in my van and just... Help One me. of them was murdered in, um, not a dorm room per se, but it kind of like a dorm, college housing, I guess. Oh, okay. So it was a house, two story place, there was the basement and then the upper level, and there was like three or four girls that lived in this house. One of them was murdered in the house. Jesus. While the others were there. How? They only found out about it because later on, it took them a while to get cops to actually investigate. Because they're like, ah, maybe she left for the boyfriend. You know, the typical bullshit. Well, finally, this one cop started to believe him and went and, like, started, like, going through the room and stuff and found blood, a blood-stained sheet. And one of her dresses that she was wearing or something was soaked in blood. And the girls were all like, how? How did this happen? And none of us heard anything. That's scary shit. That is some scary shit. fucking, you know. It, it was a good. If you haven't seen it, you should go see it. It's really good. I'll have to go check that out because that actually sounds pretty interesting. It, it's very interesting. I learned a lot from it. And I was just like, still at the same time, dumbfounded by some of it. But it was just, like, crazy. And it was just that time, you know, that, that era where people were more trusting and helpful. and Yeah, and trust that You neighbor. know there wasn't cell phones and shit, so it was easier to... Yeah, now, now people kidnapping. can go, I'm
0: recording you! I'm recording right, you! Right, you. Yeah. You're live stream on Instagram right now. Like...
1: streets on Massacre the bus. Where is this? It looks so real! <laughs> God, get out of here, mm. fucking loser. So, uh, but yeah, that's all I got. That's, that's everything, so. That's all I got, too. All right, well, without further ado, cheers. Cheers. Good one. Hey, you too. Good to be back. Good to be back. Hope you guys are ready for more spooks. The good shit. With that, farewell, fuckers.